So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? It is the Fast Below Average podcast coming at you three weeks in a row. Uh, technically, one day late this week because we want to put them out on Sundays. But one of the first topics, both Archie and I were at a wedding in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California this weekend. Uh, but how are you? I'm good. I, yeah, we uh, successfully completed our hat trick with three in a row so we're going to continue to keep it rolling and we're going to continue to start the podcast every time patting ourselves on the back for uh you guys doing are doing sh- good <laughs> doing what we should be doing anyway well i think we are doing good yeah yeah shout out to us um so the first thing i wanted to just talk about this is something that everybody can relate to and it's like such a cool time just like our thing so if you guys have kept up with the podcast uh, Archie and I do not live close. We're in the same time zone, but we live uh, hun- almost probably a thousand miles apart. And um, so it's not super often that we get to get together with ourselves and with our other buddies. Uh, I'd say FNBA events have been one thing that have kind of kept us in the loop. But another thing has just been weddings. And uh, I don't know, just kind of thinking back on it, it's like cool because it's been you know several years since I've seen a lot of these guys. But it's weird because it's like you pick up and it's like you were kind of never apart. Um, I guess maybe the maturity is a little more there, but it's mostly people still just being hammered. And I think it's like, <laughs> I think people revert back to uh, their behavior and their, their patterns that they were in with their boys when they were at the Academy. So it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of refreshing. And then once the weekend's over, you kind of like uh, wipe the dirt away and like clear the, what is it? Get the, clear your eyes or whatever, and then uh, you come back to life and you kind of reminisce on what you did, and hopefully it wasn't too bad. Well, the nice thing is, is like, you can no longer be called into your ASC's office. Now it's just the UCMJ, if you're you're still in the military, so, and uh, I think that that's the biggest thing. There was no, no police had to be called, and that was a big thing, but, uh, oh, another funny thing is like, this has been the theme, is people trying to piece together when there's uniforms, people having to piece together all the pieces from their mess dress, and people in a group text just saying, like, hey, do you have the, uh, does anybody have this medal? It's like, no, yeah. I have that medal. <laughs> Something I was talking about, actually, at the wedding was, um, I heavily relied at the academy, and still up until this day, on uh, what my friends had on their service dress or their mess dress to what yeah. I'm putting on mine because I still don't know how to figure out what like I individually have. And I was saying I'm going to be like a major and I'm going to be texting my buddy who's gone a completely different career path than mine and ask him what our ribbon rack looks like because I'm about to go to a wedding. And yeah. like it's going to be completely different, but that's how I figure out what my ribbon rack supposed to look like. So I need to find somebody that has done everything the exact same as I have. Yeah. Well, a really funny thing that happened uh... – it's also funny because people do freak out a little bit, and you want to look good for a wedding, whether it's your own or your buddy's wedding, but um, it's not like there's going to be a PAI, <laughs> you know? People are always, Not like, a wedding I'd want to go checking. to. Checking. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, I think it'd be funny if maybe somebody brought in a tax sergeant to do a shakedown, but that was one thing. And then there was a, a little time a couple years ago, and it happened at my wedding too, but we got submissions from people putting on uh, soups pins yeah. and stuff on, on their <laughs> mess dress, and that was, it was super post short-lived academy, because... Post academy. Yeah, post-academy. So it was a little short-lived, but uh, just because it's, I mean, obviously there's not that many weddings in the world, but... That was really funny, seeing, like, captains with a soups pin on. And people with, like, acquisitions badges and glider wings above it. Yeah, exactly. So that was that was always really funny. But, yeah, no, weddings are cool if you're, I mean, if you're a cadet, um, it's going to happen one day. And it is true. It might not necessarily be your squatties, but people, the friends you make there are definitely your, you know, kind of your friends for life. So that was really, it was really fun. Um, still kind of recovering a little bit, but... And if you uh if you get the pleasure to be able to do the saber arc saber arch, arch. saber arc saber arch then uh yeah you pretty much just figure it out on the fly because i don't think there's any documentation on how to actually make it happen so as long as it no looks but this was the, decent for the pictures this was the second wedding where i saw you taking the lead on it i have to say you're kind of a saber master i never thought i'd say that you know when i was if you watching could go the saber back. team practice when i was walking on the teaser i I never thought that would be me, but I was going to say, but it's funny too, because, uh, it's always the classic, like, we'll look it up on YouTube, see what they do on there. There's nothing. And it, once again, no one ever knows what those look like. So even if you mess it up, just pretend like you know what you're doing and it'll probably be fine. Um, okay. So that was our weekend. So another big weekend, not super big, but it was an important weekend in Air Force Athletics. Uh, a little bit. So Air Force Hockey played their final games uh, against Holy Cross. A little bit of a volatile shakeup in the Atlantic Hockey Conference, but we ended up finishing in third uh, with some good play by us. Decent play. We did drop a game, which was surprising, um, and then recovered on Saturday and won that game. But the right teams lost that needed to lose, and so we're now in third place. I looked up as much as I could exactly how the tournament's going to be, and uh, there's no information on it yet, but I believe it'll start uh, within a week or so. So that's really good to see. Um, I'm I'm hopeful. I think we are going to either play like maybe Robert Morris or Army going into the first games. The big team that's that's won the regular season uh, is AIC. Uh, I don't. I I really don't know. It's hard to find information on this stuff, but I really don't know what kind of path we necessarily have potential to make. I think we would have to get. Even if we win the tournament, I think we would have to get an at-large bid uh, into the tournament, but that would be really cool to see. So I don't know. It's just so the winning the A A C. What is the, it? AIC? The Atlantic Hockey Conference, yeah, AHC. Yeah, the AHC. So winning the AHC is not an automatic bid. I think AIC, which is American International, has an automatic fourth seed bid into the tournament, but I don't know if just winning the tournament will do anything. I feel like it should, but I, I'm real. I just can't say for sure. So, uh, I just figured. I figured it was like basketball. If you win or or lacrosse for that matter, if you win the tournament, then you make the uh, the big NCAA. Tournament. That would make sense because it's kind of like, well, why do you have the tournament anyways? But uh, I don't know. Coach Territory won't return any of my phone calls. So that's weird. Maybe he changed his number. Maybe or just blocked me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't know for sure, so we'll keep that up. I'm sure there was some other, we we had a big moment in baseball last week, Uh, we beat Eastern Carolina, 
would have been really sweet to, uh, and I believe we swept Navy as well, but it would have been really sweet to get a win uh, over Army, but they're pretty solid this year, and then obviously LSU was a tough opponent. But still, a big win, uh, so hopefully things will be kind of on the up and up for them going into the season. Another thing that was really cool, we posted it, uh, Tom Whitney. Uh, I think we share a lot of his stuff because I'm such a golf nerd. I love it. And basically in professional golf, there's really only one guy who's made it to the top ranks. I mean, in, at least in recent years, uh, who has any service academy experience. And that's uh, Billy Hurley III. He went to the Naval Academy. And I just always think it'd be really cool to get an Air Force guy up there competing. And Tom, basically his career... So he graduated from the USAFA and then went up to um, do missiles in one of the northern states. And so that's really tough if you're trying to have a budding golf career and then obviously pulling alert and stuff. Um, but he stuck it out and he made it up to the web.com tour, which is one step below uh, the PGA. And then he played into that through the PGA Tour Latino America, which is kind of in a, uh, like a minor league tour. Uh, but it's still a lot of experience. There's a ton. There's a lot of different routes, and even top players, uh, you know, have a have kind of a tough time getting up there unless you're like basically Tiger Woods or Rory McIlroy or one of those guys who can just start out on the PGA Tour. But Tom's back on the PGA Latino America, which is cool because it'll give him a chance to you know get some tournaments where he has a chance to win. But the big news for him was his wedges. Um, so if you're a golf fan. You know how awesome it is to be a pro golfer. You get all of your gear for free, and they'll customize it to your exact specs. But he got stamps on his wedges. It's a common thing, and it helps to tell them apart on the tour vans when they're working on them, and it gives a little bit of flair to your bag and your game. And he had Air Force quotes. So he had, I'm up, they see me, I'm down on his Vokey Proto 60-degree wedge. And he had... Uh, what else we have? Oh, fast, neat, average, and then friendly, good, good on two of his other wedges. And then, uh, what did he say? Oh, he had Tizo Shuffle on the other one. So I thought those were great. I think they were funny. And he some of his hashtags <laughs> were awesome. He was like, hashtag nerd. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just like, that's just cool stuff. And I think it's funny because, like, no one will get it on tour. Um, so I think the I'm up, they see me, I'm down one is the best one because it's so... Like, I feel like I wouldn't even think about that if I was customizing. I know. And it's cool, like, too, because it's, like, league. that's a scoring club, the 60 degree, so he can make hit a lot of greens with it. Yeah, I mean, everybody everybody knows that. Exactly. So. And so when he makes his <laughs> when he makes his up and downs, that's, like, saving par, basically, when you don't hit a green in regulation. Uh, so sticking him close. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, love Tom Whitney. Super pulling for him this year. Uh, it's, it's a tough schedule, but it's also, like, a really – it's like a really fun time for a pro golfer and hopefully it'll just give them a little more experience to get that push and make it up to the pro tour. Also, we're in the process of getting him a belt that works for him. So hopefully we'll get some cool pictures of him wearing that and then it'll convince other people to buy out the rest of our stock <laughs> because those belts are sweet. <laughs> Marketing one. Yeah, it is. It is. So, but he's been awesome. And so we wish him uh, the best of luck. Another thing just in kind of housekeeping uh, that I wanted to talk about, and I won't dwell on it too much because, you know, it's not really our place, but it is something that we pushed and he kind of came to us. But uh, there's a guy named Eric Shrek. He's a captain right now. Um, and he had a daughter. Her name is Charlie Kate. 
and she has cystic fibrosis. And basically what it is, is it's a, uh, and I don't want to, you know, misname it like we usually do with everything on here, but basically it's a disease that uh, affects your breathing. And a lot of times the diagnosis for, um, for those children who are diagnosed with it, uh, they, they aren't given, you know, full long lives. Um, it's usually at best into their thirties and forties. And so he came to us, he's doing awesome work. He, he developed an app. It's called uh, tip jar charity jar or charity jar. I apologize. And basically what you do is you connect your card to it and then it keeps pace of, it uses your health app on your phone. If you have iPhone, uh, I'm assuming Android has it, but you might want to check with that because Androids are a little wonky. But uh, basically, it tracks your steps, and then it donates at the end of the day. So, and it's it's not much, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you're doing good. Maybe if you're running with your phone, um, you know, you you do that extra mile, and you get some steps in, and you can donate a a, a few bucks or a few cents a day, whatever you can. And it's really cool. I I mean, I just can't imagine. Um, exactly what that would be like and like he's a great he's seriously a great guy he played rugby at the academy i know he was recruited for football his dad was actually a football player at the academy too uh and he's a pilot and so just i think he has a really positive kind of outlook and uh you know really just doing what he can to help out his daughter and help others who suffer with cystic fibrosis so um yeah and i think especially anytime it's a Obviously, no matter who it is, we would, we would want to help, but especially when it's an academy-affiliated um, person, especially an academy grad. Um, he's essentially kind of, from what we gather, you know, they're, they're dealt this hand, and you can go about it one of two ways. You can either just kind of, you know, sulk about it, or you can, you know, do your best to fight to find a cure, and, and that's kind of the path that it looks like he's taken. So it's really awesome to see that, and obviously an, another academy guy. Um, Go to the post on our Instagram. Uh, there's information there on how you guys can help out if you're interested. Yeah, exactly. And we're working with him too. We're gonna try and get some merch out where obviously all proceeds are gonna go to uh, go to that charity and to helping uh, you know work to find a cure and make some donations that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So the next thing we wanted to talk about, and this is news. Once again, cannot find any like good news where we just make fun of the other service academies. I think it's just like serious time. Um, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, but West Point uh, lost one of their cadets, uh, which is you know awful to hear. He he got injured in a skiing accident, um, and and has unfortunately passed away. So kind of keep him, you know, in your thoughts. But uh, the one piece of news that I did find for us. And it's a behind enemy lines with us. Behind enemy lines, Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is annexing 200 acres of the Air Force Academy so that way they can pay for the visitor center. And I'm pretty woke on this because <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. You know, it's like first they, what do they say? Like first they came for my land and I didn't care. And then they came for me and no one was, I don't even know what, exactly what the, the saying is. But that sounds uh, problematic, and I'm also starting to wonder if maybe the Army's getting involved, maybe Fort Carson troops are coming up. What kind of defenses are we putting in to stop this? So can you, can you explain to um, peanut brain people like me what that even means, they're annexing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I read the article and skimmed it, <laughs> uh, but what it sounds like is a hostile takeover of some of our land uh, on the beautiful 
Can we fight to keep it? I don't know. <laughs> I also have a feeling... Hopefully, that, they, hopefully they just take Jack's Valley. That'd be nice. Well, I have... Okay, so what I have an actual feeling that this is, is basically Yusafa saying, uh, we want to let Colorado Springs basically buy uh, a new visitor center for us, and then they can control it, and so that way it's not at the mercy of government employees and that kind of thing. So that way when there's shutdowns and things like that, it remains unaffected. And people can still visit it all year round and that kind of thing. But to me, it sounds a little hostile. Uh, and I just don't like the idea of anyone kind of encroaching on the Air Force Academy's land. Well, I wonder, too, because we have one of the largest campuses. I mean, obviously not the Cadet area, but given the entire area, I wonder if this is going to affect those standings. Because I'm, I'm all about the junk stats like that. Like the, the, 15th, <laughs> the 15th best... Uh, student to teacher ratio west of the Mississippi, but east of the Rockies. Like I, I'm all yeah. about those kinds of stats. Sabermetrics. Yeah. The the we're the third best aerospace engineering school that has a military affiliation. Like that's something to hang your hat on. <laughs> you go into a, that'll be right up there in the Forbes rankings. Yeah. You go you go into an interview and you tell your boss that I'm a part. I was a part of a school. I wasn't a management major, but one of the top. 35 undergrad management majors in the country you're gonna tell me you're not gonna land a job it's like okay with the uh, primary colors being blue and white yeah it's like well you were a legal studies major what does that have to do with you you just <laughs> give them the hush sign put your pointer finger on their lips say give me the job <laughs> so i don't know i don't know how i feel about it does it. sound a little sketchy it does sound a little sketchy and we know was it reported by the gazette uh, probably in the Gazette, obviously they, you know, they have their hands in everything that's like kind of anti Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm with you. We're going to have to keep an eye on this one and, and maybe we'll have to get some, some people who are a little bit closer to the situation to give us, keep tabs on what's going on and let us know. Here's the thing, because they're always trying to build stuff anyways around there to kind of grow commerce and everything. It's 200 acres. You're not going to have a 200-acre yard, like a 200-acre-sized visitor center. So the question is, what do they do with all the other land? I'm thinking like a Brunswick zone <laughs> or like a fun version of Jack's Valley or something. A bowling? Uh, no, we already have a bowling alley. Maybe go-karts? Go-karts would be sweet. What's? I mean, so, they need to have a place. Like, if you're really smart, what you do is you just capitalize on all of the, you know, those Silver Saturday trainings where you can just go do something that's, I mean, it's supposed to be fun, but you, uh, you end up just basically going around and messing around, whether it's paintball or something like that. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. If you're a business, just go open up an all-in-one, like, paintball range and what's other training? course. Yeah. Make up some kind of Seems LRC good. where you just play video games or something. <laughs> I think that'd be cool, or maybe yeah. just build a uh, build a brand new Falcon Stadium and just compete. Be like, you guys want to have your games here? Oh, like little little capitalism. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know what you would do with it. I think it would be. How about you make it a dome? That way, when the weather's bad. I've always, I've been a huge there. proponent of that. I think even if we did, because I get it too, is that you want to see the the Rockies, and that also plays at an advantage for us with the winds and stuff. But I think even if you did a retractable, how much are retractable roofs? I don't know, a couple thousand. A few a few cadet paychecks. 
I think if we... Uh, there's got to be somebody down in the mech lab who can build one. I mean, it depends on how high-tech you want to go. Yeah, that's true. Maybe something you can control with your phone. Uh, I don't know. I do think this kind of also goes back... What if we could convince people to build basically a replica of uh, Tejon Street up there and oh. just build a bunch of bars? That would be one of the best places in the country to go party then before games. Well, is it on base or off base? I mean, they're annexing 200 acres of the academy. So I'm assuming I'm assuming what they're basically doing is they're going to get kind of like a corridor that goes up to the visitor center that you don't have to get your ID checked at. I'm assuming. You know what we could do is we could uh, make an entire replica Tizo, an academy, and hire actors to run around like cadets. That way there's not people staring at us from the wall. I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we could downsize everything a little bit. And they're like, yeah, you don't need to go, like, these are the cadets right here. And you just, we have hired actors that are just running on the strips and marching around 24-7. What if they were all, like, classically trained in acting? And they just get really aggressive. They do. You got a bunch of just kids who are running around like they're in high school musical. Well, if they're <laughs> if they're true method actors, then they're going to go through a year at the academy themselves, drop out, and then try and get the gig. <coughs> fake cadet. I think Leo did something like. That. I think no. I think uh, what's her name? Brie Larson did something like that for Captain Marvel. I thought I recognized that name. You know what's hilarious? I was watching a video about Brie Larson and she was talking about what she did to train. Uh, and she did, she said she, leading up to it, she did four and a half hours a day, two workouts a day for something like six months. And then after that, she went even harder in the gym all to look like a cadet and to get as in shape as a cadet. Yeah, we could have given her a lot, a, a much easier workout <laughs> regimen. <laughs> I know. Just show up. Like, here's a Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> yeah. To go down to the gym about two weeks before spring break, hang out for thirty minutes, do push-ups and sit-ups, and then you're pretty much good. Make sure you can pass the PT test and you're solid. And you gotta be. I guess this is why I also think that potentially there are performance-enhancing drugs in uh, the meals at Mitch's. Because that's a key factor, too. True. If she was eating the chicken tenders every day, she'd be good to go in, like, two yeah, months. Yeah, that's, that's valid, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I thought that was a really funny thing. I was just like, all that to be a cadet? I guess Captain Marvel's not supposed to be just a cadet, but whatever. <laughs> and then she had some really funny comments. I wish I would have remembered it now, but I didn't even plan on talking about this. But she had some funny comments about being uh, a pilot, too. Basically just saying how pilots are. And I'm like, pretty sure they were putting on their best face for yep. you. Like, if you want to see how real pilots are, I mean, go down to drop night and see how that goes. No comment from you on no that. No comment. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying anything, like, incriminating, but uh, it was it's just funny, the perspective. It's kind of the same thing, like, people do with academy cadets like oh you guys are the best and brightest well it's just like oh, the really? military in general it's like yeah that's true i mean for right or wrong it's people hold people in the military to a higher standard so then when somebody doesn't do something that's you know looked upon in, in a positive light then it's the end of the world i guess but i'm more so meaning just like a pastime at the academy is lubing yourself up with soap 
and just sliding down the yeah. hallway. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily genius caliber thinking right there, but it is. I mean, just is. listen to this podcast alone. That's not exactly genius caliber <laughs> content. So, no, for sure not. Uh, okay, so I have a would you rather for you. Okay. And I was just thinking about this because I'm always thinking about just way, like, stuff that could have been way better, way worse. Would you rather live like a dually for three years? And I, I need you to hear out this whole thing, and I want to explain right. it. But would you rather live like a dually for three years, but you can live off base your senior year, or would you rather just do it like they do now? And so what I say, let me lay the groundwork for you. You've got to consider this. You're living like a dually. You don't have to be at attention, obviously, because that'd just be too much to you know keep in check. Because... Uh, if you're if you're living like a dually and you're a junior, you're not gonna go tell freshmen and sophomores, hey, you need to lock it up, like, because you're locked up. Where's your authority coming right. from? Also, though, so if the only people who would be the authority figures then are seniors and permanent party, if they're living off base, then basically you can kind of do whatever you want. So it's that reality check of like, yeah, freshmen aren't allowed to use media, but how would you they ever know unless you just go around and start asking inappropriate honor questions? Right. <laughs> So I'm starting, I think I do like that idea, but at the same time, the whole like no civvies thing, barely ever getting to leave, all that stuff would be kind of brutal. Yeah, it's a pretty easy, maybe I'm thinking about it too logically for this to be like a funny answer, but I would 100% just do it normal. So only a dually for one year. I. I didn't even have enough time to really like live off base. I'd be waking up so early to go to class. It wouldn't even be worth it. So I like wouldn't even want to live off base because it'd be so much time. Uh, it takes like an hour to get to the gate. I agree to an extent, but think about it this way too. Like if you're not an athlete, well, I guess if you have morning formations and stuff that you have to go to, but if you're not an athlete, just schedule your classes for later. Because everybody, think about it, everybody always wants the morning classes, but if the first thing you have to show up to is like a 10.30 class, and then you have lunch, and then just three more classes, I mean, that's pretty yeah, good. I mean, that's like pretty good. I, I agree with that. If I just had class, and that's it, then it'd probably be worth it, maybe live, living off base, but... If you're if you're doing any extracurriculars, then it's like you pretty much are working with a 12-hour day, so it doesn't really make sense. I guess that's true. I don't know. I think I would like that idea. I'd but spend then, so much money at Chipotle and Chick-fil-A also that my cadet paycheck would be gone in the first three days. I already did that. <laughs> Senior year, I didn't go. I don't think I went to dinner at all. That's crazy. At Mitch's. Well, Not even on Chicken Tender Day? Well, I didn't have those for dinner usually. I would go on pasta nights a lot. Oh, I... It was just like a lot. Like after, like after I was done with everything for the day, it's just like you gotta. I don't know. You gotta go. You gotta sit down. It was more work to drive off base. Sometimes. That's true. I will tell you. So nowadays, kids these days, the millennials, I'm sure they have the services for everything. Well, you have Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that stuff. I don't know if they have it at the academy. But I remember there was a thing that came out, and I forget the exact name of it, but there was a waiting list. And basically what it was is it was like a concierge service where you could text them. It was actually super sketchy because it wasn't sketchy as in they would steal your stuff, but it was kind of just like you would text this service and ask them for whatever you wanted. Like you could get 
just literally anything, and somebody would go out and do it. But the way they would do it is they would just kind of quote you a price. And so let's say you wanted to get uh, a Chipotle delivered to you. They would just, you would just text them and say, hey, I want this from Chipotle. And they would connect with somebody and come back and be like, okay, uh, $40. And you should be like, okay. And they would just take it from you. And you could get literally anything delivered. Like we got cigars delivered to the golf course one time. How'd they get on base? For it. And it was. How'd they get on base? They can get on base. They just can't get through the, uh, uh, they just go on, as long as the, what is it, Southgate's open? Yeah. Yeah, as long as Southgate was open, they were good to go. And so I remember one time I was restricted senior year because uh, I got caught up in a little bit of a scandalous BS positive for DI. <laughs> Basically, I'd gotten a new phone. Uh, that Thursday, it, it came in. I got a brand new number. Friday, told my room I was my roommate was in there and Camus was down. Yes, we used to use Camus. I know this doesn't relate to anybody, but uh, so. I go and I was like, "Hey, uh, Camus is down. Can you just sign or tell them to sign me out when everybody comes around for that DI?" Was old, that was an so old my... hockey trick not to use passes. Well, this was legit. Camus was actually down, and this is why I was so mad about it. Because had I not had Camus been up, and I was just feeling lazy, I'd be like, "Okay, I get it." But no, it was seriously down. And I told my roommate, I was like, "Tell them to sign me out." My roommate goes to the bowling alley, gets hammered. <laughs> Comes back to the room and pat like just passes out drunk. I, I don't know what happened because obviously he was following zero zero one three, so it doesn't make any sense that he got that drunk. But they were pounding on the door, pounding on the door. They finally in, uh, open the door and talk to him, and they're like, "Hey, uh, where's Kamish at?" And he was like, "That's really weird. He won't use that name for several years." <laughs> and so he they talked to him, and they were like, "Well, can you call him?" He had my new number, but. He, I guess he still had my other number saved in his phone. And so he kept calling that and they couldn't get through uh. to me because it was no longer like my phone number. And I, here I am. And that was the other thing is like, I am a very guilty person. If I was doing something wrong the whole time, I would have been thinking about that. But I was literally just at my buddy's parents' house. And the next morning I woke up to a voicemail and this was at like three in the morning they called us. So I guess they eventually figured out that I got a new phone. But a voicemail saying, you need to call the AOC, you're in really big trouble. And I had legitimately no idea what was going on. <laughs> and so I called back, and I called the kid, and I was like, so wait a minute. So you got my correct phone number eventually, and just decided to call the AOC anyways and say that I was positive for DI. And the kid goes, yep, just straight-faced. And I basically got... Oh, I got the book thrown at me because my AOC was real mad about it. And I explained my way out. And I basically told him, I was like, I think this is absolute garbage nonsense. And so I got my confinements and everything in February and didn't just refuse to do them. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll be restricted. I didn't even care. <laughs> April 1st came, I think. And my AOC found me at lunch and was livid, like <laughs> livid. And he was like, have you not been sitting any of your uh, confinements? I was like, nope. And he was like, well, you're literally out of time. Like, mathematically, you can't do it. And he's like, and it's going to be hard for me to justify late grad just because you didn't feel like sitting your confinements. And so I eventually talked my way into being allowed to do Mitch's duty. And I, <laughs> I don't even know I how I did it. I hope that's still a thing. But I, 
Well, because remember, confinements were two hours, but a Mitch's duty was one hour for one confinement. And so basically all I did was go and just bust tables for like 10 hours or whatever, how many confinements I had left and knocked them all out in a week. And so it was like kind of like a win-lose situation for me. But bottom line, so that's why I was restricted. And uh, one of the nights, me and a couple other kids who were also restricted decided we were really hungry and we wanted McDonald's and we thought it was like the coolest thing ever that we were able to text this courier service and we spent like 50 bucks to get a few McDoubles and some McChickens and it came and it was cold, but it was the best thing ever. So So. moral of the story is put off confinements as long as possible and then you won't have to do as many. There's no real moral to the story. I don't, (laughs) I don't know what the, what the point of that was, but yeah, so I don't know. I do see I see the merits for both ways. The bottom line is, is being a cadet is tough. Either way you slice it. Um, so the la oh we have and then we have a couple other things that we want to do. That was kind of a would you rather. I'm trying to. I think we need to brainstorm some good segments just to keep it lively. I think that was an okay one, but we need to find some interesting ones because, like I said, if we do this podcast every week, especially during kind of the dark ages. It's going to be tough to come up with yeah. stuff because we're going to run out of things to talk about over our four years. Maybe we'll just start making stuff up. Or I guess we got to have interviews again. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Uh, okay, so I want to do a soups list before we do from the DMs. And let's do a soups list of stuff to do right after you're recognized. You cool with that? Yeah, um, I, I sneaky hate this soups list, but I'm up for it. Why? I don't know. Just something about it. It's just rubbing me the wrong way. I'm just being honest, you know. <laughs> Is it because you couldn't think of anything good? No, I just don't. I don't like the whatever. It's all, it's already happening, so we're doing it. I mean, we could do spring breaks if you want to do that. No, we're I'm committed. Soup's listed is it is. I already have three things written down. So. Okay, all right. Well, here's mine. I just wanted to be open with you. I didn't want to like. I wanted to put that out there, so if I don't sound that enthusiastic, you know why. This is uh, this podcast is actually friendship therapy. Archie and yeah. I see a therapist, <laughs> and they said you should work out your issues uh, over a platform where people can listen in on it. So that's what we're doing, uh, and get no uh, and, and get no responses back on what they think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking so, of that, go uh, go subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Yeah, dude. We've I don't been know getting... what it really does for us, but me either. But I love it. It makes me feel good because every time I look, I like people actually are getting reviews in. So we see it and we really appreciate it. I was thinking about it. We should eventually do a contest for like store credit or something. And again, that'll probably do better when people are like, "Oh yeah, I need a flag." But I don't even know how we would do it because we would have to find a way to contact the people. But yeah. maybe we can do something where, I don't know, people. Uh, can prove it's them somehow yeah write a review and then before you hit send like send us a picture of it DS, dm us a picture i don't know we'll come up with something but anyway so let's do so my first one is making jokes like you're still at attention classic dually humor is uh <laughs> right after you get recognized be like hey look at me i'm walking on the right side of the hallway uh gets gets just to laugh a minute uh and kids are gonna keep it honestly People will do that well into like sophomore year. Yes, and yes. so um, and then it might resurface senior year if you're, you know, if you're really pulling for jokes. And then it super resurfaces uh, like years later when yes. you're well, again yeah. at a wedding and someone's <laughs> someone's at a table and they say, 
please pass the whiskey to the cadets at the table and they do stuff like that <laughs> so but it's getting a laugh out of you i'm laughing right now yeah, exactly right. and i can't help it maybe i'm maybe i like this soups list yeah all right what do you got all right my first one is uh literally dressing like you're going to the most elite country club you could get into uh the first day after recognition oh yeah so girls have girls do makeup for an hour before they walk out out of their room yeah guys are you know making sure their their button down is cleanly pressed and they have their fanciest bow tie on and and i like i we made this joke last year but it's like i give you a week before you're in sweatpants and uh, moccasins yeah well one of the trends and i get it I get it that people, socially, cadets kind of live in this weird middle ground where they have more expendable money than maybe their civilian counterparts. I mean, obviously, depending on who they are. But there's this weird thing where a lot of cadets feel the need to buy like an expen- a kind of expensive suit at one point. And I think it's so weird because then I they... I do remember that trend. Then they reach... But what they do is then they reach for times to wear it. They're like oh, let's go get bottle service at this really expensive club. Or they'll, a lot of times people will do it when they go, like if they go to Vegas during like dead week or something. And I don't know. There was something about that that always just seemed weird to me. I but, remember people, I remember people using the excuse of uh, having social decorum training and needing a suit. Dude. I was so, like, yeah, I'm going to wear service dress because <laughs> exactly. I have a feeling my freshman year college body is not going to be the same as it is when I'm 26. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, buying that is always something weird. There was kids in my squad who uh, wore suits. I think they were tux- I think they bought tuxes, actually. But they wore uh, to the James Bond premiere. And I was like, that's oh. Such, that's such a cadet move. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that. I mean, but it's, it's like you go to J crew and you drop six, 800 bucks on a suit. I mean, I guess it is what it is, but yeah, I, I can know, only, man. I can only imagine what, uh, the, and maybe I'm so bad at the exit names around the Academy. What's the one at the movie theater? Is it Briargate? Yeah, that's Briargate. As I say, I can only ma- imagine the crowds are going to be going into the Briargate movie theater when Top Gun 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, that just might be straight up flight suits well that's what i'm saying yeah which is crazy because of course you have to remember that navy is or top gun's navy so (laughs) people forget that okay all right um and then yeah it is it is funny too well what's the funniest part to me is the kids who you kind of peg them for a certain style and then they come out and just shock you like there was one kid i remember he was a football player and uh, I don't know. I just assumed he'd wear just like pretty boilerplate stuff. I assumed he'd wear just like jeans, maybe just like a polo or something. And he came out looking like he was in a boy band. He had like ripped <laughs> Hollister, like bleached jeans and uh, flip flops on, like leather flip flops. And like he wore like a little chapeau hat. It was ridiculous. And I was like, oh. Did not peg you for that. <laughs> and I actually, actually, because he was a pretty funny guy, I thought he was kidding. I was like, that's, that's like really going all in buying a, uh, buying a hat or buying an outfit like that. I don't know. But right now I feel like probably there's some kid who that's his style and we're just like relentlessly roasting him. Maybe it's a California thing. I don't know. Probably. Um, yeah. So that's always really funny. And then, so here's another one that I have. 
Say you're going to tell an upperclassman off, like tell them how you really feel, and then you just don't do it. That was a big thing that I always fantasized about was there was like a couple upperclassmen when I was a freshman, and I would just think, man, as soon as recognition's over, I'm going to tell this guy exactly how I feel about him. He's never going to give me any lip again, that kind of thing. And then you realize after recognition, you're still a freshman, and also, just not worth it. You just really don't care anymore. <laughs> I think you can do whatever you want, and they can't tell you to greet them or whatever it is. So. Well, I, I think you see the same thing like when the tra- when you transition from basic to freshman year. It's like these a lot of people put on an act, obviously, when you're a, a, a freshman and they're upperclassmen. Yeah. And then the second recognition happens, they're like super friendly and nice, and they start calling you bro and man, and you're like, wow, this guy's really cool, actually. I just had to get yeah. past the freshman phase. And then you look back like, uh, guy was still a jerk, but Which you get is, like tricked into thinking it's like it's like doing practice swings with donuts on your baseball bat, you know. Yeah. And then they take them off, and you don't realize you just you know the the difference is kind of what you're noticing there, even though you don't you kind of forget how heavy the bat was before. Yeah, it's a tough metaphor, but it works. Uh, but the... <laughs> I'm not a baseball guy. <laughs> no, I I mean I agree, and I think it's also, but that's just isn't that such a weird power trippy thing and those people i think in their hearts those people really think that they're doing like the lord's work by by doing that like i'm gonna be a total ass to this kid all year and then he's gonna really respect me on the other side yeah it'll be so worth it at the end i feel like that's just like a lot to keep up with because then clearly what you're doing is you're either either you're putting on an act or you're actually just kind of a sociopath so i don't know it's uh it's a really weird thing uh, okay, what's your next one? My next one is, we kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, refusing to eat at Mitch's unless you have to. Yeah. Like, they will be borrowing a, a senior's car every weekday just so they can go off and get food. Yeah. And if they're not doing that, they're eating Hot Pockets out of their the fridge that the sophomore in their alcoves letting them use some space in. Yeah, exactly. I also think a lot of uh, a lot of subway runs. I have heard actually someone asked last week uh, what, and I do want to talk about that actually. Someone asked what kind of restaurants we'd like to see in uh, in a hall. But that was another thing is like just constantly running over to a hall to go to subway. I heard they got rid of some things because when we were leaving, they brought in like a fried like a chicken wing place, and then I think they got rid of Godfather's, which Godfather's was an institution. <laughs> Godfather's might be the worst pizza ever created, but I never wanted to leave the Academy grounds because of what it reminds me of and the emotional and physical toll that it put on your body was impressive alone. It was, uh, it was bad. You had to really dress it up and like you had to get, I don't know. I would get like stuffed crust. I had it cause the, it was bad, but also at the time it's like, it's it, the only pizza you have. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's the weird thing. It's like it goes to show how powerful pizza is because no matter how many times I was disappointed by it, I still would order it. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was just something about it where I know it's going to be super soggy, the cheese is going to be like in weird patches, and the meat's probably expired, but I'm still going to eat it. Yeah, and then uh, I also remember this. There was this is just where I'm, we're just getting into the weeds now, but there was. One guy who worked there, and his name was Thad, and he, he was always there, like, no matter when I would go, and he had a buddy, and I think he was kind of, like, like a, he struck me as, like, a metal guy, like, he was into, like, metal, 
because he had like the long hair and he always wore like band t-shirts under his godfather's apron and stuff and it was just really funny because he was literally always yep. there i remember that guy and he every time maybe this classic. is just like classic pizza stuff but he's his shirt was always just covered in flour like covered oh, yeah. and he was sweating and it was a whole deal yeah so shout out Thad. But I remember the Subway was the worst. I can't eat Subway to this day. Like, I can't. And um, there, I distinctly remember they would, the the lettuce, I like lettuce on my subs. It gives it a nice texture. But they would put it in a, I guess, I don't know exactly what would happen. I don't know if they would keep it in the freezer or if in that little cooling thing. But it would freeze, and so you take a bite, and you get this. It was like biting to a wet sponge. <laughs> it was so gross, and the bread would be partially stale. You'd get, like, three bites of sandwich that were actually okay, and they would always do – the sauces were just not good. I don't know. I can't – I just can't yeah, eat Subway. It definitely anymore. ruined it for sure. Not that I think there yeah. was much to ruin, but it's just, like, extra unappealing. Yeah. All right, so I'll give you one restaurant that you would want to see in A-Hall. Like – and, and you can go anything, like, it doesn't, no restrictions. Because the whole thing that people don't realize, I'm 90% sure that there's contracts, I think it has to be an AFI's restaurant. Like, I think it has to be something that you'd see at a regular base. And on bases, there's always, uh, it's like Burger King, Popeyes, Taco Bell, I think Charlie's, Charlie's. Yeah, Charlie's Subs, like, those kinds of things. So, those excluded, what is the one restaurant? Uh, this is such a lame answer, but I, I think Chipotle. I mean, yeah. it, it would fit right in there. You know, it's all you need. It's just, I feel lame saying that because it's like the most go-to answer there is. But that's what I would want to see. All right, fine. Uh, I'm going to give you something else then. Chili's to go. <laughs> Versatile. Yeah. I Because th- you could kind of get anything there. Like, Chili's has decent salads. Like, they have a little smokehouse menu. You can get, like, the burgers are okay. Uh, if you just want some quick chips and salsa, I, I like that. Movie. I was kind of thinking something along those lines too, where there's multiple different options, so you don't don't get tired of it. Just a full on TGI Fridays. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's you funny. Sit at the same table every Friday, order the same thing. Yeah. All right, my last one is uh, buying ridiculous stuff to have in your room just because you can. That was another thing is, like, I'm all about, and maybe this is my just my personality, but I'm always about, like, okay, when I get to this point, this is how I always was, when I get to this point, I'm going to have this or do this, and that was, like, my little treat that I would kind of look forward to, and it's, like, I don't know, like, when I, when I graduated, like I said, we talked about this uh, maybe last episode or two episodes ago, but all I ever wanted was cable. Because I, we couldn't watch anything. So I was like, when I graduate, I'm going to have the best cable package that you can get. I'm going to have every game, all that kind of stuff. And I basically have done that. And so at the academy, when I was a freshman, I was like, all I want is a nice coffee maker. And I was like, and I want to be able to like play video games, basically. So I bought a Keurig and I bought a projector. The projector I bought on eBay and it had like a... Chinese light bulb and projectors are really expensive. They're like six or seven hundred dollars. I found one for like a hundred and fifty and it broke almost immediately. Shocker. And Keurigs, if you're a coffee person, you know that they're essentially the worst. I know they're great in workplaces and I know a lot of people at the academy have them because they're easy to clean up and all that kind of stuff, but they're the absolute worst. And I end up going back to the burnt Mitch's coffee. So <laughs> those are my two things. If you're a dually listening to this, really think about what you're going to buy because. 
chances are it's just something that you think is cool and you're not actually going to use. I I don't think I I think I spent my money on like clothes and stuff because I realized I didn't want to wear high school t-shirts. But even then, like you said, all that's going to ever happen is you're going to wear the same like three outfits that yep. you stuff into your drawer and uh and then when you're in in your room you're just going to wear like a sweatshirt and sweats anyways. If you're an athlete, you already have those for free, so. Yeah, fair enough. All right. All right. My uh last one is playing music or movies or video games, playing the sound like obnoxiously loud. Oh yeah. Like now you don't, you know, you don't have to hide it from the world, so you're literally putting the subwoofer or the bass whatever against the wall to your the guy who shares the alcove with you just to prove a point that you're listening to music. Yeah, aggressively loud. And the thing is, every dually thinks that their music is really, really cool, and it's not. Nope. It's like, oh, I hear this... Sail by AWOL Nation. Yeah, I heard this song at a party in Boulder. I heard it at a... What's the nightclub in Denver uh, that everybody goes to when they're underage? <sighs> not underage, like, illegally, but they go... I know what I... you mean. 18 and up. Yeah. Ah, now it's going to bother me. I'll do a little research while you keep talking. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's a really good one. Um, like, The Office. I mean, I'm a, an avid Office watcher. I started watching at the Academy, and I really haven't stopped. That's the only reason why I have Netflix still. Uh, that and Black Mirror. But hearing the... Well, that's funny you say that, because literally, to this day, the guy who shared the room next to me or the guy that was in the room next to me will tag me in like office stuff and say like this theme song still reminds me of your your room because I don't, you've probably noticed this too. I wish they would do something about it. Whoever pr- produced the office, Ryan so and so. Yeah. Um they made the theme song like three times louder than the dialogue. So BJ, you have to BJ Novak. BJ Novak, yeah. Um so you have to turn the vol- if you're conscious, you have to turn the volume down to like a reasonable level level for the theme song, but then when it's over, you have to turn it back up. So if you're just marinating, you're like, screw this, I'm just gonna let it blast for 15 seconds. And it's also the worst because the opening scenes of The Office are always the best. Right. So it's yeah. like if you, if it's too low, if you forget to turn it back up, you're gonna miss something crucial that uh, that Michael probably said. So uh, I but... unintentionally blasted the theme song just because I was too lazy to keep switching the volume. You know what I used to blast super loud? What? <laughs> every time so, nice transition uh, there i hope they play that at beta nightclub beta that was it yeah <laughs> beta is, it, is that not such a perfect name it's such a beta place you go in there and it's like <laughs> i don't know it's ugh. i can smell that place like, yeah in the, my the brain smoke machines the smell of the smoke machine yeah ugh. although the coolest thing that happened like when i went there uh like the first time i ever went there jazz from uh from the fresh prince of bel-air was was like djing it was pretty funny and quest love from the roots uh was playing drums there nice. anyway so the last thing we're going to talk about from the dms we said people dm us stuff we're going to talk about it basically no holds bar unless you guys are just like mean to us or something uh but the, we got two questions favorite flavor of ice cream from the ice cream social don't even know what you're talking about. Yep. Once again, Never this been is one of those things like, <laughs> dude, not all Academy experiences are the same. This kid probably thinks like, yeah, they've been doing the uh, ice cream social since 1954. No, they have not. But if you want to know my favorite ice cream flavor, it's either going to be coffee or vanilla. Kind of boring. Like mint chocolate chip. 
You know, I think what he's getting at is the uh, AOG, <coughs> like during finals week, I remember the AOG was like, come to, uh, you know, room 3B49 <coughs> in Vandy Tower for bacon. And it was just like apparently plates of bacon. And yeah. I was kind of like never into that stuff because I don't know. I was just like, I don't need that. I can go buy bacon if I want. Or, or, and, or it was like on the complete opposite side of the campus. And I was like, yeah, not yeah. worth it. I'm thinking maybe it's also the ice cream social might be uh, for like when you get your new squad. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they do might, something that like sounds that. familiar. We had a barbecue and you go and everybody's like, yeah, man, what's up? I'm, I don't know why his name, like, I'm cool, Eric. And they would act like they were really cool, but it's like, no, that guy's going to be your worst nightmare the next year. Yeah, so, so we, we can't relate. Yeah, don't know what you're talking about. Then the last question, uh, probably a controversial one. What do you think of Honor Guard? Uh, I feel like it's a trap. That question is a trap. I, I'm not going to be trapped. I don't care. They're, I mean, they're they're good people, Like, is really what it comes down to. Like, you People might be hung up on stereotypes, but there's stereotypes about every thing that you could possibly do there if you're if you're really into the military stuff like you're a hardo if you're like an athlete people think like oh you're a proponent of the tezo gap that's not it like when you grab like you're gonna realize like later on i mean i'm not gonna get on a soapbox about it but basically i don't think that like what you do necessarily drives uh like who you are as a person I do think that Honor Guard can tend to attract more strapped people, but just in terms of, like, if that's what you're into, I mean, that's what you're into. I I do think, like, me personally, I don't understand the draw because it's like you're taking an experience that's hard and then being a freshman, and then you're just purposely making it harder on yourself. <laughs> but for those guys, like, if there's, a, if there's kind of a sense of pride that they get from it or if they think that it enhances their cadet experience, I mean, that's good. Don't give them a hard time. And... And the other thing, too, is I think that what happens with stereotypes, <clears throat> I mean, and not just like a cadet things, but they tend to perpetuate themselves when people believe it. So if you think like, oh, this honor guy, this guy sucks because he's on honor guard or something like that, if, if that's <clears throat> what you're getting at, then, you know, that's going to kind of drive like a rift between you and that person who could potentially be a good guy. I had a dude senior year um, who was honor guard and he was the course commander uh, during summer. And I was the assistant course commander and I got myself into a little bit of a hairy situation. And normally you would think that somebody who's on honor guard would, you know, like just turn me loose to, you know, the academy officials. Or whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal, but, in, and I don't want to go too much into the story, but he ended up being one of the most, the nicest reasonable guys ever. And if you kind of buy into that stereotype that, you know, they are the, the way that they are, then you never would have seen that he's like a great guy. So yeah, I would say they're fine. Like if, I mean, we also talked about it last week. I said I was a, uh, a guide on bear and I hate going <laughs> ceremonies and I can't stand it, but there's plenty of really good people out there who were really into that stuff. Well, so good it's for them. Yeah. It's just like anything. It's, <laughs> I think I kind of compare it to a well, part of it is, you know, what you do doesn't completely define you. It's going to put a stigma maybe maybe on you that you either need to prove right or wrong, depending on if you agree with it, and that's what you want to be based on. Uh, but overall, just like you said, every group has every group has good people, every group has bad people. It doesn't really matter uh, which group it is. And just like just like anything, it's like people 
there's people who are very anti-football you know they're like anti-football players and they're anti-football but then all of a sudden when we're playing army they're all in on wanting to beat army you know same thing yeah. kind of goes with honor guard it's like people are going to be super anti-honor guard but guess what you know god forbid like we've seen before you know cadets do happen to die in weird incidents and then yeah. if we have if we have honor guard um, representing us appropriately and, and representing that cadet and the family appropriately, doing things like the 21-gun salute and all that stuff, then obviously nobody's making fun of Honor Guard at that time. So, like, there's yeah. places where every group is going to be um, needed and every group is going to be able to kind of represent themselves in that positive light. So, it's... I mean, I. that being said, are we going to continue to make memes that make fun of Honor Guard at times? Absolutely. Because yeah. it's just funny. Like, there are things to poke fun at, but... <laughs> You just can't take it serious. You can't take it personally, and you just have to realize that you open yourself up for those kind of things, and then that's going to be there. But you know, if just like you said, if it gives you um, gives you meaning, gives increases your cadet experience in a positive way, then do it. Yeah, totally agree. That's that's a really good point too. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the episode for today. Let's do a little minutes. What do you got? All right, www fastneatbelowaverage.com fastneatbelowavg.com uh, if you guys have gone on the site nothing's changed as of late uh, but we do have an exciting shipment that should be coming in soon that I think people will enjoy oh yeah uh, we will give a tiny spoiler they're koozies so getting right around that time for uh, nice cold beverages to enjoy not on the Tizo that is, a, that is a thing that we're going to push when we come back eventually as like the AOG presidents or whatever um, then I think we're going to push for that is partying on the Tizo. Maybe a bar somewhere yeah. in the in the fountains. Well, I told you the annexed Air Force Academy, that's just going to be like a bar district. <laughs> Get us on that list. The One of the top five party schools in the southern, middle southern Colorado region. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's really all we got. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. Yeah.